Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Couch Potato Sports Presents Crash Net Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Reed, joined as always by Kelsey Hammond. Kelsey, how are you doing tonight? Oh, doing wonderful. How are you? Doing great. Hey, uh, so, you know, it's been a while since we've been on. Um, this year is going to be a little bit different for the Crash Net crew. You know, we're going to be bringing on Haley. Uh, you know, she was on for an episode last year. She's going to be our kind of float because Kelsey's now not got a new job and she's going to be busy all the time. Um, so Haley's going to be our fill in, but Kelsey, I'm glad that you're able to join us right now. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been, uh, it has been busy, but nowhere nearly as busy as you. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be, it'll be a fun season. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, well, let's kind of give everybody a little bit of info why, uh, we haven't touched base with anybody in the last couple months. Um, Kelsey, what's happened in your life? Um, man, where to begin? Um, got married. So that was very exciting. We were a COVID wedding postponed three times. Um, started a new job and just kind of running around my head cut off. Sounds, How about you? Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, you know, our life has been extremely crazy as well. Um, we welcomed our second kid, Riker, into the world. And yes, if anybody's guessing, that's an odd to Mark Rycroft. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Amidst all that, you know, we had a flood at our house, so we had to go through and remodel completely two bathrooms. We lived out of a hotel for about a month and a half, so didn't have good enough Wi-Fi to be able to do an episode. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I, yeah, you know, I got them. I got them flowing out right now. So Well, you're back at the house. Let's be, you know, the question, the real question is, is have you decorated for Christmas yet? Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not. Oh my goodness. Nope. That that's hard. No. Very hard. No. Nice. That is. That is not me. I am a Christmas after Thanksgiving guy. You know. After I don't, Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. Sheesh. I'm I'm harsh about it, but that's just the way it's got to be. That's the way it's got to be. Well, okay then, Mister Grinch. <laughs> I mean, needless to say, my Christmas decorations are up. I I, I assume so. I mean, it was important. <laughs> It's, it's already, it's already happening. I, I, I already walked to the stores and it's everywhere, but, um, I, I'm surprised your house isn't decorated. I'm going to be honest. Amber hasn't won the battle yet, but I work during the day <laughs> and she's on maternity leave. So there's a good chance I come home one day and there's going to be a Christmas tree up. You'll just see like an elf here, a stocking there. Yep. And it's going to start trickling out. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm sorry. Can you edit that? What? Groot, go. Do you hear him? No. Okay. You really couldn't hear him right then? No. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. No, the, the Christmas decorations are just, they're just not going to happen. Uh, it's not the time of the year. It's, no, no. Too much stress. But, you know, uh. Well. There's there's some stuff going on in the in the hockey world. I don't know if you know that. Um, the Avs the Avs came back, uh, but first and foremost, before we jump into all that, uh, we found out on Sunday that we lost one of the greatest announcers, uh, color commentators in Colorado sports history, and Peter McNabb. And I just wanted to take a second and recognize what he did for me in uh, showcasing what hockey really was and um you know putting the the love of the game 
in my heart. So he's he's going to be missed from every Avs fan. Absolutely, a tremendous loss. You know, thoughts and prayers go out to the family, friends, you know, fans. Really, um, just like you said, voice of the Avs has been there since day one. So um, tomorrow will be to be rough, and we uh, will be thinking of everybody. Absolutely, but tomorrow we get back to work, and no oh, Thursday. Thursday, you're okay, right. Today. Holy cow. Oh, it is Tuesday. Okay. We're Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. So in two days, two days we get back two to days. work. But let, let's kind of talk about how the how the season has gone so far. I mean, um, you know, opening night, banner ceremony. I, I wish I could have been there, but that was the night that we went home from the hospital. So, um, you know, kind of cool. Had the kid uh, the night before opening night, but either way... Um, but you know, Avs six four and one, they're they're not coming off like gangbusters like everybody thought they would. But at the same time, you know, the cup hangover is real, um, and you know, there's some new players. We got a new goaltender, and you know, just kind of wanted to see what what you think about how they've come out of the gate so far. Yeah, I mean, opening night was incredible. It was, you know, to see the cup on the home ice in front of the home fans. Um, Captain Gabe Landeskog took a lap with it. It was, you know, it gave you goosebumps. I was there with friends that were, they were hockey fans, but they weren't really, you know, super into hockey. And it gave them goosebumps. That was the kind of feeling and atmosphere um, that was throughout Ball Arena. So well done with the abs. Um, You know, I think everybody had tears in their eyes when Jack Johnson skated over to join the team um, for the banner raising. So, I mean, just overall, what an incredible night, no matter win, lose, whatever happened. those first, the first hour or so was just absolutely um, one to remember. Um, as far as the cup hang- hangover, it's absolutely real, a real thing. I'm still hungover. I wasn't even a player, you know. So it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, holy cow, we're already back into the, yeah. the 82 game grind. And I mean, it feels like it literally just ended. Like I, I couldn't quite believe we were, you know, already back at training camp already, you know, we're, knee deep in the season like it's already moving and grooving it's absolutely it's wild it's 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 been a (laughs) it's been a very long summer but very short at the same time um you know it feels like just yesterday they won the cup but at the same time gosh it feels like forever going out because we're (laughs) eight games 10 games in the season right so I, I think the big thing right now is, you know, as Avs fans who I've seen a lot of people scared because, you know, we've lost guys like Nachushkin down right now. Landis Gog's out. Um, Byram's out. Last I saw, I think he was week to week. Um, yep. So Gerard's out day to day. Yep. I did see that. Yep. So it's, it's one of those, you know, we're so early in the season right now. I'm not worried. I mean, this team that we have, although we lost Kadri, you know, we lost Burkowski, we lost Kemper, but uh, I think Georgiev has kind of proven himself a little bit uh, so far. I mean, he's stood on his head in some of these games, and some of the saves that he's made to get from side to side on fast breaks, stuff like that, it's, it's, it's great to see that we lose a goaltender, but we're able to find somebody else, and... Georgia. Definitely. I think that's 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 what they needed too. They needed kind of that younger 
goaltender that was really, you know, kind of wanted to prove himself, kind of had a chip on his shoulder. And I think that's what they found. Um, he really earned what I felt like was the team's respect, the team's, you know, he kind of, you know, a little, little brush off on the shoulders was when he beat the Rangers in that yeah. shootout. That was absolutely an incredible game, standing on his head, um, making those big saves. Um, and that, that was the game that he needed. I think, you know, beginning of the season, there was a lot of talk of, you know, Frankie, is there a battle for the, you know, starter position? And uh, Georgie came out and he, he put a stop to that. Man, that, that Rangers game. <laughs> to win in the shootout and the the flex and the salute and it was it was just a monumental win for him you could you could tell yeah. that that was that was one of those wins that he had to have you know he had to he had to be able to to get over that hump and prove to the rangers hey you guys made a mistake i mean i want to okay let me rephrase that they didn't make a mistake necessarily because although georgiev is good Let's the other guy was who... pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it worked out. It worked out for both teams. Um, and you could just, you could feel the excitement for him when they won in the shootout, you know, with the celebration and the fist pump, you know, and those are again, like when you can feel those emotions through the TV, you're, you're just happy for a guy. And I think, yeah. you know, we saw him take, take the reins on the starter. Nothing against Frankie, absolutely no. nothing against him at all. Um, that's what, that's what the ads needed. That's what they were looking for especially, you know, in a year where they're looking to repeat for the Stanley Cup. Well, I think that's the key. And I think at this point, Frankie has a, I would hope he has a good understanding of his role on this team. Um, he's a he's one of the better backups in the league. You know, in my opinion, he's top 10 backup in the league. He can go out there and he can win a game for you, but he's not a go out there every night and win every game type of goaltender. You know, he'll make the great saves here and there. Um, but he's proven time and out, time in and time out, that he just can't be consistent enough to win the starting job. And I think Georgiev already to this point has kind of shown the promise um, and allowed Frankie to fall into his place as our backup goaltender. The good thing with hockey is that it's a very long season. And so you're going to need both of them mm -hmm. to get to the playoffs, to get to the Stanley Cup, um, even come playoff time. I mean, to be honest, the Avs wouldn't have been in the Stanley Cup if it wasn't for Frankie yeah. um, in the Western Conference Finals. Yep. So we've seen how critical and how important that backup role really is at that position. Because it's not anymore. It's not, you know, an A and B goalie. It is a 1A and 1B exactly. position. And so when you're that mindset just is practiced and worked upon throughout those 82 games to get to the playoffs. And then you're, you're leaning off each other. You're bouncing, you know, ideas, you're talking, the communication, I mean, just all of it. And so Frankie is just as equally as important, you know, as Georgie. No, he absolutely is. I, I, I wasn't meaning to downsize him, you know, Hey man, don't be picking on the goalies. I know, I know. Didn't mean to offend the goalies. Gosh. <laughs> We're our own unique breed. Okay. I know. I know you are. I know you are. That's, <laughs> I didn't mean to. We have to stick up for each other. Sensitive subject. Um, so let's pivot from there. <laughs> um, anyway. So, you know, that all being said, I think the Avs and their high caliber players are still playing high caliber minutes and still playing as they should. I mean, McKinnon has, I think it was 19 points on the year. Um, although his goal scoring hasn't been there yet, you know, he's only got three goals so far, but 
he's he's there standing tall feeding miko miko's got um <laughs> seven goals already nuchushkin's just on fire i mean he started off the year i think he was top of the league at one point uh through like the first three or four games and points yeah and man it it sucks that he's out for the next month but gosh yeah, what an acquisition for they are, they are, but that's where that's where our depth gets tested. I mean, and you look at what the Eagles have. Um, you know, Martin Kaut, in my opinion, when they were in Finland, really showed how valuable of a of a depth player he can be. Um, would he have two goals? I think uh, in the second game, or an ass- a goal and assist. I think is what it was. A goal and looked, assist. Yeah. Um, but regardless. He, he's a good depth piece. You know, we've got guys like Ben Myers who, like you and I talked last year, um, I think is going to be a good standout player, third, fourth line player for us. You know, kind of fill that Comfer role as Comfer moves up into the lineup, into a second line role possibly throughout the year. Yeah, your de- the depth is going to be challenged. I think that's going to be obviously really critical, um, especially with all the injuries kind of piling up. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see a move, you know, kind of coming from Joe Sackick in the new- near future. I mean, nothing, nothing against, you know, the depth and what we have going on. Um, but if this, you know, kind of slow start kind of trickles into, you know, after the holidays, you know, you're looking into the, the start of January and you're kill, still kind of trying to find that groove and stuff. Um, you're you're going to need scoring help. You're going to need to find that elsewhere, you know, especially with Landis Gog in and out of Chushkin being out. I mean, you're looking at two out of your, you know, kind of top four forwards, including um, who's McKinnon, Miko, Landy, and Nichushkin, two out of the four are out, you know. And so, you know, you're going to have to see those other guys kind of really start finding their groove here soon, kind of looking at, you know, New Hook, Lekkanen, yeah. um, kind of, you know, not doing bad. You know, there's no reason to panic, but stuff like no, that. No, no, start, no. You know, putting that puck in the back of the net and kind of sharing the weight with, you know, Nate and Miko. I think – for me, primarily, where where my concern lies the most, and it's just with losing Byram, is the defensive depth. I mean, where who's next up? Is is McDermott going to get shifted back into a defensive role, and then you know we have another slow defensive line pairing? Um, you know, is yeah, is this Mc... is this is where losing Jack Johnson really hurts. And Absolutely, what he did last season and you know, the true pro that he really was. This absolutely that ideal situation where last year, man, he just plug and play. We were going to go, you know, really taking in that role as that seventh, you know, defenseman. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what Coach Bednar does to shift things around. It, it will be. And, I mean, I have all the faith in Sackick and Bednar. Clearly, they know what they're doing after last year. Um, you know, but what it comes down to is, there, there probably will be a move that needs to be made come the trade deadline by the trade deadline. Um, with losing Kadri and Burakovsky, although you know we feel like we we filled it in with Rodriguez, right? Or and I've heard people say, "Oh, Dryden Hunt fills in Burakovsky's spot," but it, it's it's different players, you know, that fit different roles. And Kadri and Burakovsky had a specific role on this team that has yet to be filled. Um, you know, we've yet to find that true second line center. I mean, we're bouncing between guys right now to try to f- find that fit. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, and that's that goes apart, I think, with, you know, the Stanley Cup hangover. You know, it yeah. just takes, it naturally already takes, you know, a good amount of time to really start clicking with your line mates, really building that rapport and the chemistry. And I think you're just, it's starting, you know, it's just, it's adding up. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit longer as well. So I don't know necessarily if it's do or die right now, but, you know, like you said, you, you, we're going to have to have the rules filled if it keeps keeps going on this way. Yeah, and I mean, so on that topic, though, I mean, on this roster, do you see anybody that fills kind of that cadre role? Um, not that is a cadre, but is kind of that that second-line center who will get his, his nose dirty, um, you know, big goal scorer in the clutch moments and, you know, be able to, to put, lay a big hit if he needs to, you know? Yeah. Kadri was a really unique player. And I mean, there's only, there's only one of them. Obviously. I mm-hmm. think, you know, his scoring ability, it's all, there's all these little things with him too. It was the winning the face off, you know, in the offensive zone. It was, he just did all of the little things right. And you could depend on him. Like you could depend on Nate, Miko, Gabe, you know, when you needed that big goal um, and he was out there, you know, another line or something like that, like you still had that feeling as if the first line was still out there. And I just haven't had that feeling personally yet, you know, when the second line's out there, like, yep, like, I feel good about this. This is going to end well. Um, You know, whereas we had that with Padre, you know, just a little bit different, you know, whether it was, you know, a couple of seconds left and, you know, game four of the Stanley Cup finals or whatever the case was. it's just not bad. It's just different. Um, that's what that's what Kadri brought to the table, and I think the team knew they were going to miss that, and they were hoping um, that somebody else could step up, even just if it was half of that role um, or type of um, potential. That would be great. Um, but I think it's just showing like Kadri was just such a special and unique player. And that's what's so hard. And, you know, that's what was so hard with losing Kadri is he's not a guy that you can just fill that role of. You know, um, granted, last year statistically for him was an offshoot compared to the rest of his career. But the way that he fit into this system, if he had a, if he had another five years here, I guarantee you he'd have a 25-goal season every year. You know what I mean? So to find a guy who can can fill that role is obviously hard but i think it's not just the filling of the roles that's harming it right now it's the loss of Landis Gog on that second line um we all know with Bednar last year towards the end of the year he shifted Landis Gog down to the second line um you know obviously with Kadri and Nachushkin different situation but um this year I think he's going to do the same. He's going to keep Rantanen with McKinnon and Lekkonen. And then you're going to see a bigger line with Nachushkin, with Landeskog, and who's that center? Um, but I think without Landeskog, too, we don't have that dynamic other wing, you know, who can get gritty, get in front of the net, get the tips. You know, it's, it's not just having the missing players that we didn't keep, but it's the injuries and everything like that. It's just starting to stack up, but we've got a long season ahead. And I think at this point (laughs) they don't look horrible. They just look hungover. Yeah. It's not bad. I think it's, you know, I think 
when you play and you play as efficiently as they did in the Stanley Cup playoffs, like we're you spoiled. Come to you come to expect that you kind yeah. of want that, you know, night in and night out. Um, and that that just hasn't been the case, like you said, injuries, weird scheduling too. Holy cow! Can we talk? Sorry, pivot. Scroll. Yeah. Uh, the scheduling has been absolutely horrendous. Yeah. I mean, just the weirdest start to a season. In a the back last, to back. I don't know. Yeah, back to back. You got the Finland trip. I mean, it's just it's all over the place. I mean, it really feels like the Avs haven't been here in forever. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I know. Um, like haven't played a home game in a while. The twelve so the twelve o'clock weird... games were were weird too. Like a, a twelve o'clock game on a Friday. I mean, I understand Finland time and all yeah. that, but it makes it hard to catch the game. So it feels like I haven't watched hockey in forever. You know. Yeah, it's it's been a well. I still haven't. Talk yeah, about fair. thank you, Comcast. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's just been a weird, a weird combination of of the season. Um, but it's, you know, it's still early. We're still, you know, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Um, so we'll see. I think there's there's a lot of good things. There's nothing scary, you know, like really troublesome. Um, it's just the first part of the eighty-two game season after playing pretty much all summer. So yeah, back at it. So, on another note, did you see what happened to Evander Kane tonight? I did. I was watching that game just a, oh my just a few minutes ago. Yikes. Like, yeah, that is a freak accident. Hope he's okay. He's absolutely terrifying. I'm not a fan of the man of Evander Kane, but that, I, I hope he's okay. Like, that's absolutely terrifying. You could just... Like there's a still frame that I saw where you can see where it, the skate made contact and mm. yeah, hope nah. he, hope he's okay. That is a scary, scary freak accident. So it is, it is. But no, Kelsa, uh, you know I, I really appreciate you being able to find some time and uh, and and both of our busy schedules to be able to to get something scheduled um, <laughs> and be able to talk some hockey. Uh, we're gonna be doing this more consistently, everybody, and we're gonna. Be, try to do more video podcasts. I feel like this is a lot of fun. Um, I'll try to do some video editing and have some cool like intros and stuff in the future, but I'm new. So, um, yep. Yep. We're moving. We're moving, but, uh, no, we'll, uh, we'll pick up next week and, you know, I appreciate everybody that, uh, listens and watched today and let's just see what the ads can do this year. Kelsey, appreciate you coming on. We'll catch you next time. Thanks everyone.